Hello, and welcome to the Life Science Rush Hour with Matt Corcoran. Hope everyone's doing great. Um, today, I want to talk about something I've talked about on some other platforms, and that is the, um, the report in Bloomberg today about um, the Chinese spies putting microchips on the servers um, that eventually or supposedly infiltrated Apple and Amazon, possibly the government, um, and a bunch of other organizations. You know, in all my other platforms, I, I kept it pretty brief and high level, but I want to go a little bit more in depth about what cyber covers and what it doesn't, because what's a little different about this um, this breach is that it's more hardware driven versus software. You know, we looked in the past when we, and we evaluated different breaches um, in, in organizations. It's usually you know, they infiltrate through software, not hardware, like which they did in this case. Um, so that makes it more difficult to detect um, because there's necessarily there's not necessarily a vulnerability. There's something added on to the system. Um, so first and foremost, you know, let's talk about what the cyber policy would do here. Um, you know, if you're breached, information is compromised, you suffer some sort of financial loss, either from a first party, meaning, hey, there's damage done to your to your organization, that's covered, um, and to third parties. So notification costs, you know, within first and third party notification costs, um, fines and regulations, and also forensics. You know, that's kind of the big thing here is, let's, let's figure out what caused this breach. And that's included in your cyber policy, at least it should be if you have a half-decent cyber policy. Now, what we are starting to see is it's limited. You know, there might be a sublimit. So you might have a million dollars of coverage, but a $250,000 $250, forensics um, sublimit, which can be problematic because forensics can get pretty expensive. Um, another thing to, to think about is that the dependent business income. So you might have these servers off-site, and they have to go down, offline now. Because they had to figure out, hey, do we have these microchips on? And all of a sudden, you can't conduct business. Well, again, your cyber policy should have a dependent business income. However, it's not as common as what we'll see in, you know, as, as, as compared to forensics. And if it there is, again, it's probably going to be sublimited. So, you know, there's a lot of different things going on with this with, with this breach or, you know, espionage, whatever you want to call it, that could have implications. And it makes, you know, it should make you think about where where you might have some, some exposure. What is not covered through a cyber policy, however, is if it causes any physical damage. So if this breach caused a physical damage, you know, let's say the, and this is far-fetched because it's a microchip size of, of a piece of rice. Let's say it was bigger and it caused the server to overheat um, or um, somehow caused physical damage to your to your premise or, or your equipment. That wouldn't be covered by your cyber policy. And most likely it's going to be excluded from your, from your property policy. So it's a real coverage gap. Now, there are companies, cyber companies, that, that, that can do it. It's going to be somewhat limited in what they offer, but I, I think it's important to know. I think we're starting to see this realized more and more that it's a, it's a real gap. It doesn't cover – cyber policy doesn't cover physical damage, and property policy typically doesn't cover 
physical damage that emanates from a cyber, you know, cyber loss or event. So, you know, a couple things I think you do want to think about. I mean, I, I see a lot of off-the-shelf cyber policies floating around. People say, hey, I've got cyber. I really don't have exposure, but I know I should get it. So they'll spend 1500 bucks and get a million-dollar limit. When really you're getting what you pay for, you know, when in fact you could get a, a more – if you have very little exposure, so you're not doing credit card payments, so you got 10 employees, you know, very little personal information, um, you can get a very, very robust policy for pretty much the same price. The issue is, is that brokers typically don't know, or they're saying, hey, it's a $1,500 policy. How much time do I want to spend on it? They're just, my clients kind of getting this as an afterthought, and that's really the wrong way to go about it. You should be thinking about what can we do to make this as, as robust as possible for the lowest possible price, and not just kind of getting off the shelf, hey, is this good enough? I just need something to present to my board, because that's not going to do, do the job for you. Um, Happy to talk to anybody about, you know, cyber policies, exposures, what's covered, what's not. Do you need it? Do you not need it? I'm going to say you probably need it if you do anything online or over the cloud or on a computer that's even not connected. You could have an exposure. Um, Fax machines, for instance, um, a lot of times will fall under the purview of a cyber policy. So just some things to think about what we can learn from from these, these, you know, this recent um, news. Um, hopefully no one is really affected or impacted and we can all kind of move on with our life and that Apple and Amazon caught this early enough. I think back in 2015 that, you know, all's good. You can reach me at Matt at MattCork.com, M-A-T-T at M-A-T-T-C-O-R-C.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm XC390, Facebook at MattCork and, uh, comments, questions, suggestions, Always feel free to, to drop me a line, an email, uh, a tweet, and I'll uh, definitely get back to you. Thanks for listening.